Welcome to Coach Keisha White's podcast. I'm Coach Keisha, wellness coach and self-proclaimed destiny helper. I specialize in helping people achieve goals and overall well-being in any one of the six dimensions of wellness, that's spiritual, financial, physical, intellectual, mental, occupational. But not only that, I'm a destiny helper. Mixed with a little great timing, resources, encouragement, I help individuals achieve what they once believed was unattainable. With a little help, it ushers them towards their destiny. You can find out more about me and the services I offer at CoachKeishaWhite.com or contact me at kwhite at CoachKeishaWhite.com. Let's get to it. I'm so excited today to bring you episode number one. How dare you ask for what you want and expect it. Maya Angelou believed that you should always ask for what you want and expect it. Sounds smooth and easy, right? (laughs) I absolutely feel horrible revealing this, but for a long time, I secretly resented people who were bold enough to ask for what they wanted. (laughs) Sounds crazy, huh? Who wouldn't ask for what they wanted or needed? Well, that person from time to time, that was me. And throughout the years, it became the learned behavior. This feeling of hesitation when I had a need or a want and allowing myself to silently struggle and pretend that everything was A-OK. Can any of you relate to this? I always felt like I was selfish for asking for what I wanted especially from other people. I didn't want to be viewed as not being able to manage or even have people feel like I was using them. This resentment steadily brewed in me over the years, conveyed in jealousy towards others who didn't make the same choices. Somehow I viewed other people's lives or themselves as better. They should ask, but not me. So... How did I get over it? And I have definitely learned to get over it. How did I get to this place of feeling bold enough to ask for what I want and expect exactly that? Trust me when I say it is an ongoing practice. So let's talk about number one. Number one is I started opening up more. Don't get me wrong, look, everybody has a sob story and mine is definitely no better or worse than anyone else's. Throughout my sobbing though, I found some self-reliance and strength that allowed me that allowed me to help others along the way. If I continued to always hold everything in and hold back, I would have never gotten ahead or help other people. I know it's hard, especially when opening up was the thing that led you to hurt in the first place. Number two. I found that I can't do it all. I might try to do it all, but you can't do it all either. There's only one of me and there's only one of you. And if, trust me, and if I could clone myself, I would have a long, long time ago. Being on the verge of a nervous breakdown helped to, re- helped to remind me or relieve me of the belief that I can do it all by myself. But that is a whole nother story. Number three, I realized that I didn't get here on just my own resources and support. 
there were people along my path who helped and there were some people who had hurt me, be it intentional or unintentional. Not meaning to make God an afterthought, but he has yet to leave me. Number four, I had to stop beating myself up over all the mistakes that I made. How long would you punish yourself? As long as both you and I continue to live, we're going to make some mistakes. Find out a way to come to your place of resolution. Do whatever it takes. If you have to seek counseling, if you pray, read blogs, and most importantly, don't isolate yourself. Remember, we are all like molds of clay. Who you are today may not be who you become tomorrow. Number five, it boils down to the fact that I had to stop comparing myself to others. I found myself wondering why others' lives seemed to be so much better than mine. And on the surface, we all, to some degree, walk around as if we really have our stuff together and we're underneath. Guess what? It's the parts that you don't see filled with all the events, joys, and pains that make us who we really are. Viewing other people's lives are fine, but guess what? You can't walk in their shoes because their shoes are meant for them. And who wants to wear somebody else's shoes anyway? They may have foot fungus or their shoes may be way too small or way too big for you to feel. Number six, closed mouths don't get fed. I've heard that said so many times. So at some point I had to put away my fear of rejection and start just asking questions. People are either gonna say yes or no. Some may reject you in a very negative way, but there is always something to be learned from every experience. So if you don't get what you see through one, keep asking others. Not everyone will say no. Number seven, repeat after me. I love myself. For a long time, I didn't fully love myself and respect the things that I brought to the people around me. Now I have, now I remind myself on a regular basis that I love myself and no one is like me. How long are you going to keep feeding that feeling of unworthiness? You are created for a specific purpose and sometimes many purposes. You are a unique human being with wonderful traits and talents. So stop downplaying your talents and abilities and love yourself. So thank you so much for listening to all seven of these steps today. And just be reminded that it's okay to ask for what you want. If it means that you have to be a little bit more bold, you know, and you think that bold really isn't your style, be the level of bold that it, be the level of boldness that it takes for you to get to this next place in your life. You have to open up sometimes and you have to ask for what it is that you want. I hope you'll join me again for episode two to be published very soon. So be good to yourselves.